and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hello there, and welcome to mini-sode number five, where Kat and I are going balls deep into the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion. Have you been doing, Kat? I've been doing really good, thanks. Well, I mean, since literally two days ago since I last chatted to you. (laughs) I can't say much has happened, but I'm great. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, good. Again, same. It feels so weird to be chatting with you so early on in the week. It's a nice, nice way to start the week. I know. I'm excited too. Jimmy's less excited. He's like, what? I have a third podcast this week? Yes. (laughs) Yes, you do. Because of course. We snuck that guest one in. We did. And the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion is too damn good to pass up. We have to do a Minnesota for this one because it is epic. Absolutely. I mean, I really think we just have to do mini-sodes for all of them because so much gets revealed in the reunions and so much gets explained, which I think this one in particular, there was a lot of kind of truth bombs dropped by Andy about like how production works and things like that. So, And also they've had time to digest in. it, right, as well. They've had time to look at it, yeah. figure it out. They've had, and I think it's really interesting that they've also had time to be influenced by public reaction. And I think that that's something that um, is especially pertinent in this one because the whole racism thing, I think that the public reaction to that made a lot of the cast members, gave them a bit of confidence in deciding how they were going to come down on on Leanne in this one. So I'm really excited to chat about it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And then we've also had some things revealed since about other castmates maybe doing some questionable racist Really? Things. Have we? Tell me more. Oh, we have. So um, after the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion aired and, you know, Brandy was very vocal about Leanne being racist, some old, like, a video on her Instagram from about, I think, three years ago of her kind of doing an Asian voice and being a little bit of mocking has come to light. And I think the story is she had deleted it, but then it was like reposted or I don't really know the basics because obviously this is this podcast is not about facts. <laughs> but a, anyways, so a video had to come out of like she was kind of mocking, I guess, Asian cadence and speaking. Is that a right way to put that? I don't know. She's, do, um, she's, she's doing an Asian accent. She's mocking an Asian accent. Here, yeah, here's yeah. my question on this. Jokingly, jokingly. Well, so here's so my it question. Was like a, all a joke. Yeah. And I am and I am asking a question. I'm not like coming down on either right. side. From yeah. for me, there is a there is a difference to that because I right. I, I think if somebody is consciously m- mocking, making a joke of another person for whatever reason, whether it's because they're fat or they've got a funny accent or they're whatever it is, I think if it's done in a comedic way, I think. And it's very clearly that way intentioned. Right. For me, it's up to an audience member to decide whether they are offended by that or not. And if they are, then absolutely all the respect to you. That is your opinion and do it. Um, But I do think that if it's done in a jokey way, it's like it's like comedians who make jokes of really blue jokes. It doesn't make them a racist. It's a very conscious choice they've gone for the joke. Um, In fact, interestingly, I I don't know if we talked about this briefly in a pre-production chat before the weekend, but Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes again this year and got a lot of criticism for his opening speech, which was very close to the bone. And he said something like on Twitter, he said, please stop saying that you can't joke about anything anymore. He was saying, you can joke about whatever you like. If the people that you joke to don't like it, then you have to decide how Mm. you feel about that. And I think if you're consciously making a joke of something, it's, it's it's different to me than Leanne, who is very unconsciously unaware of her deep-seated racism. Right. I think there's a difference. And I don't know how how that played out on Twitter with Brandy. Uh, I don't know how right. people responded. Was it, did they give her a break? I, I think, I don't think they gave her a break. I think they came down on her just as hard. Um, I, I think there is a difference. Um, I think... Brandy's was a poorly, maybe a poorly thought out joke. Yeah. And she didn't, you know, know 
who our audience was. This is also three years ago, I think. So like probably right in the beginning because the Real Housewives of Dallas is only four years old, like four seasons old. So I think this was before all of that kind of stuff. And maybe she just didn't, you know, she didn't think anybody would be looking at her Instagram. I don't know. Um, but I think the her intention was not mean or hateful. And I think Leanne's was. I think Leanne's calling calling Carrie a Mexican was hateful, was like full of rage. And, she, and that feels different to me. Now, I, I 100% could be wrong about, you know, I'm... I, I'm a white girl that lives in Colorado, you know, like I, I'm probably the last person that needs to be speaking up about, you know, ra- like how people take racism. <laughs> like, yeah. But I hope that I can, I don't know, use my voice to amplify those voices. So, you know, maybe we'll give it up to our listeners here. Like, let us know what you think. Is there a difference um, between making a joke, possibly mocking an Asian accent versus, you know, calling Carrie like a snippy Mexican. I definitely think there's a difference, but be interesting to see what other people think. I agree. Well, we're going to get to the racism. We're going to do a Bravo yes. and we're going to hit the racism at the end. That's what we're going to do. We're going to yes. leave the, that stuff for right at the end. We're going to start off with the chat as, as the reunion did. We're going to launch into Leanne's wedding because I remember when this happened, we had a lot to say about it at the time. Um, and I think that there was quite a lot that we learned about because we we were openly quite scathing of Leanne's approach to the wedding in terms of what she paid for and what she blagged. Right. Um, emphasis on what she blagged. Serving food or not. <laughs> um, the serving food, all of this. And I think it was quite interesting to um, to see her... The way that she tries to operate and the way that Andy was like, nah, this is not happening today. Absolutely. She's a massive liar. Yeah. She just lies. Like, if she does not know how to get herself out of a situation, she fucking lies and dumps it on somebody else. Because about, like, the food, where everybody's like, yeah, we were all really hungry. There wasn't enough food. Um, She threw it out that production had to have an eating break, and that's why there was this big, massive break in her thing. Not that she didn't want to pay for food. Like, Uh that was a big thing for her. No, I I was going to pay. I paid for food. Food actually was there, but production needed the break for eating, and Andy's like, no. Nope, that's not true. That was like the theme of the evening. It really was. And, and Leanne blaming everything on Bravo and Andy being like, nope, that didn't happen. And Andy <laughs> was like, hey, we, it's not the first wedding we've shot. Like, this has never happened right. before. Like, production can work their way through it. And also, she's saying she pro- provided food. I love, I, I mean, I don't love you, Leanne. I'm, I don't know what I was thinking. But cupcakes is not wedding food. Like, it's not no, dinner. No, I think she- no, and I think she had like a charcuterie. Like I remember seeing a pan of like cheese and meat and crackers. Again, not real food, especially when everybody is drinking. <laughs> well, and also I don't think I remember seeing charcuterie enough for three hundred people. That no, that intimate wedding all. of three hundred, all of whom she had a very deep and intimate connection with. Such bullshit. I know. You can't have an intimate, deep connection with 300 people, even if you are 50 years old. You can't. It's not possible. FYI. No. no. I mean, I think maybe you've met 300 people. But, um, Uh, and I mean, she stopped and ate too. So, I mean, like we saw that in the filming. They went to Sonic and got burger, you know, got chili cheese hot dogs and things like that. Like, I don't know. It, I think it was just the one thing she couldn't get like donated or blagged. So I a hundred percent agree. Hashtag gifted, and she was, and it didn't happen. So she, it would, no. there was no food. They went hungry right. at Leanne and Rich's wedding. Um, and the other thing, of course, is we brought up a little bit more about Richard's comments at the wedding, right? And and she, go ahead. Just remind me, he was he was like saying. Kind of in a not kind of he was saying inappropriate things about other women at the wedding, right? Like how they were so gorgeous, or how he wished he was single, how he wished it was somebody else's wedding so he could like hit on girls, <laughs> and how like fit the girl on the saddle was. And I remember you and I talking about that. And you're like, I think I missed. That. <laughs> I think I, I like, did the it first really time. Pissed around. me off. Oh, yeah, it, it it really enraged me because I, I just thought it was so disrespectful. I mean, whatever you think of Leanne. The groom should not be talking about other women 
at the wedding reception when you've just gotten married. I mean, even if it's your, you know, 110th billionth wedding, you still shouldn't be doing that. And maybe that's why it is your 110th billionth wedding. I don't know. I mean, you, we're talking like three or four hours. If you're that guy that's going to make inappropriate comments about me, can you not just rein it in for the three or four right. hours after you got married? Like, that's it. And knowing, again, knowing you're being filmed. Uh Uh-huh. So, I mean, like, I kind of feel like just the respectful thing, even if you are that guy that makes the comments, because I think that's what Leanne says. Like, oh, he always talks about my friends and how they're all so gorgeous and we're just like a big pageant and, like, really trying to make it okay. It's like, but you could not do that for the first three hours you were married on TV. And also, just to be clear... There's a way of somebody else's husband telling me or speaking about me in a in a complimentary way that doesn't sound like a pervert. Skeevy, 100%. Do you know what I mean? There's like like a friend of mine, like Elijah, your husband, we could right. rock up to an event and Elijah could look at me and go, Kat, do you know what? You look beautiful tonight. And I'd be like, Elijah, I love you. Thank you very much. That made, That's made my day. Right, Rich I don't feel like you're trying to get that. in my pants. Rich wasn't doing no. that. No. Rich was like, no, he wasn't. I want to just stick my penis in those women. Like, that's the kind of vibe that you <laughs> yeah. got from Rich. Absolutely. And if I ever got that kind of vibe from Elijah, we'd have a problem. Yeah, and you and I would have a chat, and I probably wouldn't have a husband anymore. I mean, I, I don't take those things lightly. No, me like, neither. You don't do that. No. It's not cool. You don't. Um, and Leanne tried to explain it away with like, oh, of course I was like momentarily horrified. Like, Rich, really? Um, yeah. But, you know, he was just talking about how gorgeous we all were. It's like, it doesn't wash. No, he actually wasn't. He was he was talking about trying to get up on all these women. He was perving like he on them. He wasn't just saying. He was 100% perving on them. Said what he wished it wasn't his wedding so he could perv on them. Like, come on. It's it, like it's just so wrong on so many levels. And it's it, it's kind of embarrassing that Leanne isn't taking him to task on that because even if you do yeah. the slightest thing that disrespects Leanne, if you're not rich, you are hauled right. over the coals. So there is definitely a double standard going on. And, and obviously I get well, why. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I think it's her fear of abandonment. She doesn't want him to leave her. But at the same time, it's just like, oh, come on. Like, you're supposed to be the strong woman who stands up for all these other people. And you're 50. Like, you shouldn't settle for bullshit. No. Like, if you've waited until you're 50 to get married, like, you should make sure this dude is worth it. Well, she was full of excuses because, of course, we had yeah. um, the postal service stats. I mean, the poor U.S. Postal Service. I don't know what Man. it... I don't... Obviously, I live in the U.K., but um, but to have a postal service that loses a third of the mail that goes out seems like a pretty crappy deal. Yeah, which in this reunion, the statistic has dropped from 30% to 4% now, which I think 4% probably does sound about right. I mean, but I think that's not the postal service's fault. I think it's more like people not addressing things properly, like like we did when we sent a Christmas card to an unknown address in California rather than Colorado because of the state abbreviations. There you go. So, I mean, yeah. but, but obviously Leanne even didn't take the responsibility for no. that, of course, it was the wedding planner's fault. That and and I love Dandy. He's like, "Are you happy with the wedding planner's service?" She's like, "Oh, of course." He's like, "Really?" Because the invitations, yeah. the food, the slagging off on Twitter. She's like, "Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, sure, fine, great." Um, it's ridiculous. It really is. Um, uh, one other thing about the wedding, and I didn't catch this the first time. But I think a viewer wrote in and brought up the vows that Leanne said to Rich and how she really kind of dogged on her mom about how she never felt loved or whatnot. And apparently Leanne and her mom have not spoken since the wedding. Um, And everybody seemed to have a problem with that. Whereas I didn't catch that at first. Like it was not in any of my notes or anything like that. That, oh, how how sad for her mom. Because I thought her mom was kind of acting like a miserable bitch anyways. It's funny because I remember writing in my notes that like, why is her mum not there? That's, you know, it's her wedding day, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, because she was late. But then when I did hear Leanne's speech, I was like, ooh, I did think that is that is pointed. It's a it's a barbed comment. I felt uncomfortable about it. Um, but nobody really brought it up at the time. Right. And actually, it doesn't surprise me that they haven't spoken because let's face it, we've only, with this mother 
Leanne relationship, we've only had Leanne's side of the story. And I trust that right. about as much as I trust Donald Trump. So, like, it's hard for me to... Uh, I don't know. I think if you have a problem with your mum, probably standing up in front of 300 people on your wedding day and saying that while she's sat there is not the smartest or the kindest way to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think if everything is true about the way she grew up, then maybe, you know, I don't know. I kind of feel like by the time you're 50, if you're not over that stuff with your mom, you're not going to be. Um, I also kind of feel like, I mean, if the, if that is truly how she fe- she felt, then, like, why, why not say it? I mean, I feel like sometimes... If that, if that is your truth and that this is the first time you have felt loved and appreciated and accepted, then say it. Like, if that's your truth, say it. I don't, I don't really think your wedding needs to be about you pussyfooting around other people's feelings, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like we, I, I, I feel like, I don't know, maybe we have to kind of agree to disagree on this. I, is this the first yeah. time like we've kind of agreed to disagree on the podcast? Um, I don't know. I think, I think there is a, for me, I think there's a time and a place. And if you are pissed and you have real feelings of hurt, then maybe the wedding isn't the best place to do it. But also, right. um, I feel like Leanne could, uh, but also I don't know how much I believe what Leanne says about her, about her childhood. Well, I mean, I think I think it was dark. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think that's a lie. I also maybe don't think she meant it as pointedly as it came across, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like she was just telling Rich, like, how, how much he's made her feel love and acceptance. Yeah. Not necessarily, you know, I don't think she really meant it necessarily that I've never had that before, but I, like, from her mom, but maybe, like, other dudes. Maybe, like, yeah, maybe that that's kind it. of how I took it when I watched it. I was like, I didn't feel like that was super pointed at her mom, and I feel like if her mom felt it was super pointed at her, then maybe there's unresolved issues there. Oh, <laughs> like, I think we can all agree there's definitely unresolved yeah. issues with Leanne and her mom. Yeah, um, right. But either way, they haven't spoken since the wedding. No. Um and I guess, you know, I guess the wedding was kind of a catalyst for a lot of relationship breakdowns because obviously Brandy wasn't, Brandy made it very clear that even if she'd got an invitation, she wouldn't have gone right. anyway. I feel like... Well, she got that text invitation. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a crazy oh, so way awkward. to invite anybody to a wedding. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Leanne's wedding felt a lot, like fur coat and no knickers. It felt like a lot of show, but no real substance. And I guess only time will tell with her and Rich. Yeah, I mean, Deandra still stands by the fact that she believes that Rich cheated on her. Um, We find that out in the wedding, in the reunion as well. So, you know, I I think you could be right. I I don't know. I feel like it was maybe, maybe the wedding was overcompensation. Like, because all the rumors were out kind of previous to the wedding, like, they made it a huge thing when maybe there's really no substance there. But I guess we'll see. Only time will tell. Um, yep. And then, of course, we had what felt like three or four episodes of Mexico. Yes. Yes. Felt like the majority of the season, like the majority of the season. It did. And of course, in Mexico, there was a lot of dramatic interchanges. We had um, Cam and Brandy blew up because I can't. Trashgate. Trashgate, based on rooming. (laughs) Right. Uh, And obviously, trash is a word for Brandy that pushes all the triggers. Right. It really bothered me how Carrie or not Carrie, how Cam did not take responsibility for, like, saying it, and then blamed Stephanie for putting the word trashy in her brain. She did that thing that we always used to do as teachers and that we probably kind of still do as mums a bit, where they go, I'm not calling you trashy, but I'm calling your behavior trashy. (laughs) And we all know that if you're doing that, you're calling the kid trashy, you're calling the girl (laughs) trashy. Like, we all know. When you say to your kid, that's, I can't believe you did that, that's a so stupid 
She's like, well, you just call me stupid. Like, but I'm not calling you stupid. I'm calling your baby stupid. Of course, we're calling them a little bit stupid as well. Your choice was stupid. Your choice was stupid. <laughs> you made a stupid choice. You're doing stupid things. Yeah. Essentially, it makes you a bit stupid. Be less stupid in the future. Um, right. It's not an excuse. And I do think that she needs to own it. She shouldn't have said it and she shouldn't have done it. And it's not fair. It's no. also not true. No, it's not true. Just because somebody tells you to fuck off does not make them trashy. No. You know, I would I would maybe argue that throwing a napkin in somebody's face is a little bit trashy. I would also agree. Yeah, you just shouldn't throw shit. Um, but yeah, I agree. And I think as well that excuse of, of blaming Stephanie on using the word trashy when they were talking about peeing behind the trailer at the polo was absolutely the lamest thing I've ever heard of. 100% because I think she was like, does this make us trashy? Like, it was a very throwaway comment, not pointed, you are, you know, stop being trash. Yeah. Like, those are two very different sentences, and I don't know. No, I agree. And then, of course, it wasn't just uh, Brandy that Cameron upset. It was also Stephanie. They fell out as well with the whole surface friends thing. Oh, God. Um, that surface is Cameron's trigger word. Well, and it's really interesting because at first I'm watching him go, well, you know what? Like, obviously Brandy's trigger word is trash and Cameron's trigger word is like this surface friendship or that she's all surface. And I was thinking maybe yeah. I could understand that. Like maybe you look like Cameron and, and you know, people assume things of you that you don't, there's not much beneath the surface. And then I've got right. to be honest. I, there just isn't that much beneath the surface with Cameron, and and I, I've gone through a real roller coaster of emotions with her. I loved her, I yeah. hated her, and I and I kind of like her again. But that doesn't mean I think that she's the smartest or most emotionally intelligent person in the room. Um, so, so I kind of understand why she got so pissed off in a way that I didn't when I was watching it. But even so, I'm a bit like, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I also... She also... Go on, you go. Stephanie never called her a surface friend. She said they had a surface friendship. So it wasn't as pointed as, like, you're being trash or you are only good for surface bullshit. Like, it's... And correct me if I'm wrong, I felt like Stephanie was saying, like, we just need to deepen our friendship. Like, yeah. we need to take our friendship to another level instead of our surface friendship. Like... A combined surface, not you are a surface friend. And I felt like Cam never really got that. No, I agree. And I think she didn't get that because I think it's this, it, this is what happens with Cameron. If if she feels slighted or if she feels like somebody's betrayed or offended her, there's like this wall that comes down. She can't see anything else. Um, and I feel like she just focused on this over and over and over again. And the frustrating thing is that out of the whole group, Stephanie is one of the kindest, most compassionate p people in there. And I think that if Steph if Cam had just opened herself up to listening a little bit more, right. she might have avoided an awful they lot. They would have had a deeper friendship. I mean, that that's the whole problem, right? Like, yeah. Stephanie continually tried again and again and again and again to, like, have this sit-down chat with her and really get to the bottom of what the problem was. And Cam just wasn't hearing her or listening. And then... Like, after that chat, Cam throws out there that, like, she put in a good word at a country club for <laughs> Stephanie and Travis. And then she felt used, and then she quotes Frozen 2. I know. I mean, like, if you ever needed... Oh, my God. If you ever needed evidence of how deep Cameron was, uh, <laughs> as Elsa says, the fake cannot be trusted. Which... I love... It's not only tautological, but just really fucking stupid. Like, let's not quote Disney. Let's just not quote right, Disney. But but I love how Stephanie turned it right back and was like, to quote Elsa again, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> and that actually was way, made way more sense than anything that Cameron Absolutely. had said previously. Um, I know. Well, everybody knows it, right? Like, that's, a, that's, a, that's an easy quote to know. True. Like, I have not watched Frozen, but I know that. And to be fair, it's, it's, a, it's not, it's a bad, it's, it's a great quote. Like, let it fucking yeah. go. Like, it says exactly what it does, and it and it's perfect for what everybody needs to do. <laughs> but the fake cannot be trusted is... Mm, yeah. It's not great. I, I think Steph Stephanie is, like, the least fake person. Yeah, 100%. On any of those couches. 
It just it it did not land. Cam um, Cam needs to work on that. Just before we move on from Stephanie and Cam, Steph did say that Cam she did use Steph did accuse Cam of bullying in a blog. I was interested yeah. to know what you thought about that. Whether you thought that that was justified, or whether you thought even Stephanie might have gone a little bit too far there. I don't know if I would use the word bullying. I feel like Cam gaslighted her more than bullied her. Like pretended that like she was saying stuff that she wasn't and pretending that her feelings didn't matter. Um, I mean, I guess that could be a form of bullying is gaslighting. I don't, I don't I guess, really I mean, know. I mean, it's shit. They're both shit, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, as far as I don't, I don't feel like Cam was constantly going for Stephanie. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I agree. I was just interested because, you know, we love yeah. Stephanie and I always think that yeah. she does. I think she always makes smart choices and kind choices. So I was interested. I think you can't use the bully word lightly. So I'm interested no. to hear whether people think that she was justified in doing that. So if you're listening and you think yeah. that actually Cam was bullying, then let us know. Or if you think that Stephanie maybe overstepped the line, then also let yeah. us know. Um, I also want to take a little moment to cheers Brandy and Stephanie for bringing a flask to the reunion. High five, girls. Can I just say... They, you are spirit animals. I was about to say, they, you literally took the word, they are our spirit animals, right? We'd be taking flasks yeah. to a reunion. 100%. I also, like Andy, was like, what are you, sailors? <laughs> I kind of had a bit of a problem with Uncle Andy at that point. I was like, don't judge. <sighs> don't judge. Let the girls... I, I, Take their shots. I don't necessarily think being a sailor is a derogatory <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh my God, let's not offend the sailors. Don't offend the sailors. <laughs> With the peg legs and the parrots. <laughs> and the patches. I just love a bit of booze. <laughs> and the predisposition uh, to that fucking three dig fences. <laughs> <laughs> don't all pirates like to drill a hole and fuck through a fence? Or is that just rich? Yeah. Apparently. Uh, that's what I've heard. It's just rich. <laughs> um... Okay, so then I think the thing I'd really like to talk about before we get onto the kind of the meat of the of of the chat is Leanne's approach to the mental health issues and the way that she, especially in Mexico on that night, spoke about suicide and 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 knowing the people sat around the table. I thought it was really interesting to hear Deandra speak on this at the reunion. Yeah. Um because I Maybe did know, but it's not obviously something that's talked a lot about. But I, it was made very clear, obviously, that Deandra's father committed suicide, shot himself. Um, yeah. And I think I know how I felt when I heard Leanne do that. And I haven't had kind of experience of suicide, certainly experience of depression. And I can only imagine how it made Deandra feel to hear Leanne speak so flippantly about suicide. Right, or Steph and Stephanie <clears throat> and at the Stephanie table as well, because well. Stephanie's been very open about her stuff too. And I think this is where Leanne can just be a dick. Like, you know, even if, I, I don't want to diminish like her own personal thoughts of suicide. I just feel, and we've talked about this at length, she uses her past as a dagger to like shut everybody else down and to shut the conversation down. And she doesn't give a fuck about how it affects people around her. And I think for someone who at one time considered Deander a really good friend and considered Stephanie a really good friend, it's really fucking insensitive. Yeah. I also think it's interesting because she explained it away by saying, it's how I explain myself. My past is how I explain myself. And she thought that that's like justified. And I heard that right. and thought, but that means that you're letting it define you. Like you right. are letting your past traumas, your past histories define you. And I think she almost holds on to this shit like a comfort blanket because if she were to let it go, she were to deal with it and, and move past it, it's terrifying what's on the other side, right? She's 50, 51, yeah. early 50s. That's, that's old to be making serious sort of mental changes to how you approach and define yourself so it was really interesting to me that she said it's how I explain myself because I thought you know what the goal should be that you can define yourself with other things with all the positive things you've done not by that stuff so while I kind of understand why she does it I do think I fully understand why it's offensive to people like Deandra and Stephanie 
Absolutely. I mean, I feel like her past tr- her past trauma is the rudder of her life ship. Yeah. Like it dictates what she's going to do and it dictates where she's going to go rather than learning, moving on, rectify, you know, sailing new seas. Trying to work on those traumas and yeah. Can we sailing s- new seas. Can we stretch that metaphor anymore? That was Absolutely. a great way of saying it though. Thank you. I love that. But but that's how I feel. Like I feel like she lets her past dictate where she's going. Yeah, and what and, she and, says. And it, and it takes no thought on her. And I just don't feel she puts a lot of thought into kind of healing and decide and, and making new decisions. It's become it's it's interesting. It, it it's almost like the racism. It's almost like an unconscious bias towards that. In in that sense, like, right? It's not that she consciously wakes up and goes. Well, I'm going to hold on to all this shit and I'm going to let this define me and I'm going to use this as my kind yeah. of rudder in life. Um, but it is. And she's, she's not aware that she's doing it. And I think that's largely the problem with Leanne. Like she's so right. lacking in the ability to kind of self-reflect that it's hard for her to consider that perhaps what she's doing isn't right. It's just habit. Yeah, like life happens to her yeah. rather than making conscious decisions in your life to make it better. And I don't, on the one hand, it breaks my heart. On the other hand, like I just don't respect that. Yeah. I respect people who make conscious choices in their lives versus letting shit yeah. dictate how their life is going to go. I mean, I can, be, I, can, I can be compassionate and I can empathize yeah. with her, but... If you asked me if she was somebody in my life, would I want to keep her in my life? Probably not. That doesn't mean that I'm going to do it unkindly. But right, with right. kindness, I will separate myself from somebody like Leanne because at some point she has to take responsibility for the shit that she's dealing with. And and yes, she's been dealt probably a rougher hand than most, but it's still only her responsibility to figure out how to move through it. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, then we have part two, which was largely about the big issue of the season. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Thought it was interesting that it began with Leanne saying, let the hanging begin. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I know. Straight into the victim uh, mentality. Right. what, how are we? Well, where are we going to start with this? Where are we going to start? Um, I mean, I think we start like I feel like it all kind of kicks off when like Carrie and Leanne are kind of going at each other. Um, well, we find out like Deandra turned her company around. Yay! Yay, Deandra! Like, uh, there's a little bit of chat about Cam being an elitist. I don't know. Do we want to touch on that before? Yeah, I think we should. We go into the racism. Yeah, let's touch on. That's a good idea. Let's touch on Cameron, uh, that kind of elitist thing, so, and her and her and Leanne, because that kind of led into a lot of the stuff too, didn't it? Yeah, and I and I think it was all kind of about like the Lady Boy show and the Ping Pong show. That was all the chat that kind of leaved up, uh, like led up to that, because everybody was saying like Leanne, like you were just singing along and like having a great time at the Lady Boy show, and we don't understand like you know you freaking out and talking about, you know, now we've supported all these sex workers and then Cameron gets on, you know, a bit of a high horse about how she's done all this research and that is what they were doing and how she's kind of appalled that she was brought into that, which I feel like she should take some personal responsibility. Like you went along, you made a choice to go in there. You made a choice to go to the lady boy show. You made a choice to go to the ping pong show. You can say that you made poor choices. I'm okay with that, but I don't like the way she kind of threw like, especially at Brandy, like, well, you didn't do your research and, you know, I'm now in the moral high ground and you're not. And I think that led to, like, the elitist flow, how she felt she was up here. Well, and I think as well that Leanne would never have had a problem with this if they hadn't come out the Ladyboy show and seen Carrie and Cameron getting on so well together. Like, I, right. I think that if, I genuinely think this all stemmed from this deep-seated insecurity and fear of abandonment that Leanne has. She came out, she saw Cameron, who's kind of her buddy buddy at the point having a great time with Carrie who's basically her arch nemesis at this point right and needed to throw some shit in just to fuck this shit up 
Um, yeah. I mean, I think Brandy said it perfectly where she was just like, we were having fun and you made it something else. Yeah. Like everybody else was having fun. A hundred percent. You and, made it dark. And the thing is, is that it's so very obvious when you watch it. Like it was clearly obvious to them at the time, but it's, it's obvious to everybody when you watch it. Even Cameron's like, I do feel that you felt a little insecure about the fact that I was hanging out with Carrie. This is where this really quite violent reaction comes from Leanne, especially when she goes back into the hotel room with Cameron and just right. screams at her. Um, yeah. And that is real gaslighting, what we see going on there, like making Cameron feel like she's made such a terrible mistake, like Dallas society is never going to let her back in because she's made these terrible decisions. I mean, that is, it was quite, it, it's pretty distressing to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean... It's, I don't know how I feel about Cameron after this reunion, frankly. Well, I was going to say, I was on such a high from really liking her at the end when, you know, she spoke up and she spoke to Carrie and she spoke very directly to Leanne. And I, I was on like a Cameron high. And after this reunion, it, it's kind of, it's definitely dulled for me. I feel like there, there are some things that we did not know. The elitist bullshit that does come out of her mouth about like her place in society and all that crap. Like that's just how it is. Like it's just reality. And it's just like, fuck off. Nobody outside your tiny little circle gives a fuck. Apart from Leanne. Yeah. Like apart interestingly, from I, I, it was yeah. like Stephanie and everybody else is like, I really don't give a shit. Like, of course, like Cam can yeah. put the word out and say that I'm not invited to those stuff. He says, I don't care. Fine. But Leanne mm. was like, no, she's right. Like, she could. Yeah. And it was interesting that Leanne put stock in that when none of the others did, because I think that's part of what Leanne, I think that's part aspires of... Aspires to be. Well, 100%, really, what she aspires yeah. to be. Um, and I think that's why her relationship with Cam is so important to her. Yeah. So I feel like, I've got in my notes, I've wrote, licking assholes is not a homophobic slur. <laughs> <laughs> I have and I say. feel like this is where where the racism chat really kind of <laughs> starts to kick off. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, Leanne accuses Carrie of being homophobic yes. because she talked about her husband licking her asshole or something like no, that. No, no, no. So she, she accused uh, Carrie of being homophobic because she accused somebody of licking Leanne's asshole, Cam of licking Leanne's okay. asshole, or vice versa. Right. Whereas right. I think it was kind of one of those linguistic things where it's like kissing ass and Carrie was Absolutely. like licking asshole. Uh, and Leanne decided that she was going to make an example of Carrie on this and say, well, right. isn't that the most homophobic thing you've ever heard? And Andy's like, nah, no, no, <laughs> it's actually not. <laughs> uh, really isn't. Got to be honest. No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to speak for the gays. And then and, Carrie, yeah, and then Carrie really brilliantly care. going, so what, my husband's gay? Because... Let me tell you, he licks my asshole, and I like it. Um, so it, it was just, I think this reunion for Leanne, and we're going to get onto the big chat, but this reunion yeah. for Leanne was like, felt like the first time where she was properly held accountable. And not just, yeah. not just held accountable, but also kind of caught, like rendered powerless. Because when yeah. you're accused of being a racist... There's fuck all you could you just what you can't do anything, especially when those accusations no. are founded on on solid right. fact. It's very and very. There's a huge montage of you being racist. Which, how, by the way, how uncomfortable is that to watch as a montage? Oh my gosh! Yeah, like I think I had kind of forgotten just how bad it actually was until they put the montage together, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah, I remember watching that. That's and not I, good. I think I wrote it was like when you see the montage, it's really uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, and she plays. <sighs> And Leanne just plays it dumb. Like, I think Leanne could have taken this opportunity and just owned up to it and been like, you know what? I'm sorry. I acted like a dick. I was a racist. I should never have I was, said. My behavior yeah, was racist. I was a racist. I was a racist asshole. I am sorry. It won't happen again. And I think she 100% could have shut it down. But that's not Leanne's MO. No. No. She played dumb and pretended that she didn't know it was racist. And it really pisses me off, this whole, um, she made this distinction the whole way through between it wasn't racism, I was ignorant. Well, uh, racism by its very def definition is ignorance, by the way. Right. And, and really the only thing 
she's hugely ignorant of is just how fucking racist she is. And right. and that's called, like, there's a fucking term for it. It's called the unconscious bias. And it it's not that she is, you know, a founding member of the KKK that hates everybody that isn't white, but right. she has inherited, imbibed these biases, these these racist values that she doesn't right. even really understand. And 15, 20, 30 years ago, I could maybe have forgiven her for it. But we're twen- it's 2020. Like, yeah. there is too much written about this. There is too much being spoken about this. This is not, like, hidden behind doors anymore. This is right out there in the forefront of the world's media and social media. It's not, it's just, it's embarrassing for her to say it's just ignorance. Yeah, it's not fucking okay. And as a Texan, I'm deeply offended by her saying, in Texas, we say it all the time. It's like, no, we don't. Yeah. No, we don't. I mean, Texas is a state that is predominantly Hispanic. Like, no, we don't say that. Yeah. Like, that's bullshit. And don't make it out that, you know, it's all okay in Texas. Everybody's fine with you saying that because we're not. Yeah. We all think it's racist and we think it's gross. And again, we get to um, her because we get to her interviews and just like Andy hasn't let her get away with anything previously, he challenges her a little bit on the timing of the interviews, right? You, I think yeah. you understand this better than I because I think I might have been making notes at this point. But okay, he was saying that the production was shocked, right? Yeah, so... In in her interviews, she just kept giving loads of excuses, excuses, excuses. Oh, like God. she knew it was wrong, and it was the Julio Iglesias and the Latin, the Latin lovers and all the gross bullshit. And that, that and she speaks Mexican. He said the producers the producers were really shocked because I think she shot the majority of her, you know, in- interviews at the end. So it was after all this shit had happened. And so they thought they were really surprised that like she didn't kind of hear herself and like tone it down because they were like, that's what you would do if you realized you made a mistake. You just kept ramping up. Yeah. And the, and the producers were shocked by her interviews, like how racist and gross they were. Okay, so if I understand correctly, she'd obviously said it when she said it. And then in the yeah. interviews, because it did say the interviews were like four months after the foot, the, right. the stuff had been filmed. So I assume that they then replay certain segments of footage and ask for their commentary on them in the interviews, right? So if she's then... I, I don't know the exact way that they go about them, but I would assume so. So if she's re-watching, like it's all very well saying, well, I didn't know what I was saying at the time. And she in says that a lot. I was drunk. I yeah. was head up when I'm angry. I don't remember, blah, right? blah, 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 blah. But if you're then replayed the footage... And you double down on that rather than go, fuck, mm-hmm. I can't believe I'd said that. Um, right. That's what production were really. And she really went for it. It was, you know, Julio Iglesias, by the way, Spanish, not Mexican. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I speak Mexican. I mean, Ugh. there's just. Like, it's just gross. And I love how Andy calls her out. He was like, you didn't just make a mistake. Yeah. You made a series of errors. Yeah. And it continued on and on and on. Like, it's very different. I think it's very different to say one thing and then realize you've said it and feel like an asshole. But, like, that was not the case. You said it, you said it, you said it, you said it. I think the only way for Leanne to have really recovered from this is, like you said, for her to say, do you know what? It was racist. And... I'm deeply ashamed and I own it and I am going to do everything to educate myself, to make sure I do better and to not do this again. But she didn't. She kept dodging it. I'm not a racist. I'm just ignorant. Babe, they're the same thing. Right. And she never fucking really apologizes to Carrie because that, that apology during the party was fucking bullshit. And she even said, like, after she left, like, she was not affected. She said she didn't say it, and then Andy showed her the clip again and said, no, you said it. Like, this, it's just always, oh, I didn't mean it that way, or I didn't, or, oh, I felt too much hatred from her to apologize. Yeah, that was And then bullshit. she even goes as far as to say that Le- Leanne said that production told them not to reach out to each other. And Andy was like, no. We never said that. We sent an email two days before the reunion was like, hey, 
don't talk to each other about these kind of things now. We're having a reunion in two days. And that was like, because that's what everyone's like, no, we just got that email two days ago. So you've had multiple months to reach out and apologize to Carrie, and you just fucking didn't give a shit. Yeah, and she did apologize, like, on the couch, obviously. Oh, but then finally. of course, But of course, yeah. she, like, what else could she do? Yeah. Um, so that, if I was Carrie, I'm like, and she, I thought she took it very graciously. She's like, I hear it, but as I said before, f- however many months ago, it's not about what yeah. you say, it's about what you do. And... I just, I, I, I just think Leanne is forever going to play the victim and hold somebody else responsible for her mistakes. And to blame Carrie Absolutely. for not being receptive to an apology. Like, you know what? If you had been that she's racist, not the racist to somebody, <laughs> right. then she's allowed to give you shit. And you keep going back and you keep, right. you keep fucking putting your hands together and saying, I'm sorry, until that person goes, you know what, okay, she has a right to be pissed. She has a right to ream you out. And for her to blame Carrie for for her not apologizing is beyond ridiculous. Yeah, well, and it even goes so far. um, And then we kind of learn that a lot of the other women never thought that this would air, which is kind of why they didn't say anything to Carrie is because they all assumed it wouldn't air, which kind of led me to believe that, in previous seasons, Leanne has done some shady shit that has been edited out. So they assumed that because what they were saying, like she does so much for the show, yeah, that they would that they would have cut it out. Um, and then they were all told that it was coming out, and that's when Cam tells Carrie. So the implication is that Leanne is so big and so important to the show that there are certain right. things that. Bravo are willing to edit out to to kind of right. appease her, right? Which yeah. which Andy denies and says we don't do any editorial on the show, right? Although that seems a little disingenuous, bearing in mind all the women and Stephanie as well, who I'm I I, I kind of trust is like we just assumed yeah. it wouldn't be done anyway, right? So that's the assumption. And then Cam tries to say that she would have told her anyway, but they call her out and say, actually, you only fucking told her because you found out this was actually going to air. Um, Right. And then Cam gets, like, freakishly angry at Brandy for not saying anything, even though Brandy was actually never there. Yeah. Like, Brandy was never in those situations. Brandy's like, she never said anything openly racist (laughs) in front of me. Steph owns it and says, I should have said something. And she should have. Even if she didn't say anything to... Carrie, she should have called Leanne out and said, you can't say that. She didn't do that. She owned it. She apologized. Right. But I do think it pulls up this interesting question as to how editorial it is. Because it's interesting that Andy makes that point. But the fact that they assume that it would have been cut out implies that perhaps certainly it it has been editorialized to a certain extent previously. Well, I think... I mean, I think ultimately they do cut things out. I mean, they do months they can't keep and months of filming. In. They can't keep everything. So maybe it was a comment here or there that like just didn't go anywhere or fit into the story. And, and maybe that's what they're talking about. I mean, we have no idea. I would love to ask them what they meant. Um, but I did think it was interesting that they were very specific with them. And they're like, this will air. So, you know. I think as well, because it, I think, and this kind of points to the extent and the deep-seatedness of Leanne's racism, I think because it kept happening. I think if it had been maybe one right. comment. Yeah, like, absolutely. And actually for the have. safety of any individual, as as I would assume that a company might go, do you know what, she's made one comment. Like, we're not going to hang right. her out to dry as a racist on the back of one comment. But because this kept happening time and time yeah. again, they were like, hang on, this is more than that. This isn't just like, she said something stupid. This is recurring this is a recurring issue that actually is yeah. a storyline and is viable as as something that we need to make her accountable Absolutely. for. Like this is an issue that we right. need to talk about. Absolutely. Um, so maybe that's as far as it goes in terms of Bravo's decisions, which would make sense. And yeah. it also makes me feel good about Bravo that they're responsible in terms of... Yeah. And that they're not protecting people on the film. I mean, I from what I've seen of The Housewives, I never have ever gotten the sense that like Bravo is protecting the images of any of them. (laughs) Quite the opposite. (laughs) So um, that was pretty interesting, but like, I just don't understand Cam's hang up with Brandy. Like, and I felt like that really showed there is one, like she went ape shit on her and she was like, I was never there. You know what I think it is? I think with Cam and Brandy, 
I think Brandy's almost a mirror for Cameron. And I think Brandy's right. realness and Brandy's authenticity, despite having not been born into Dallas society. Right. I think that bothers, I think, I think that threatens Cameron a little bit. Cause she actually. has a personality. Cause she has a personality. She has, and she's got <laughs> smarts and she's got standing. Yeah. And I think that bothers Cameron a little bit, but um, yeah, she wasn't born into it. Not, di- not gotten into it in the right way. But we see the women, um, Andy then asks all the women whether or not they think Leanne is a racist. And everybody but Cam says yes. Yeah. And I and again, I think that's interesting because in the interviews, um, Stephanie said no. Uh, she does, yeah. she says dumb shit, which, which actually ties in with the fact that Stephanie didn't call her out or didn't feel the need to go to Carrie. I, I think that right. Stephanie perhaps is one of those that with hindsight can look back on public reaction and go, actually, yes, she is a racist. Fuck, yeah. Um, I think Brandy did the same. I think Brandy wanted to say, yes, she was a racist in the interviews, but didn't want to commit there and then. Um, Obviously, Deandra did. Carrie obviously did. Um, Right. But yeah, Cam never will. Um, And I can't decide whether Cam's just really empathetic and and genuinely kind in that she's not willing to throw anybody under, like she's willing to say it was wrong, but not right. right her. I can't decide whether it comes from good intentions or whether it comes from a fear of Leanne. I don't know. I think it comes from fear because she's very willing to write off other people. I agree. Like, You're right. The friendship with Stephanie, she's very bitchy to her. Yeah, she is. For lack of a better word, she is. Like, and I don't think she fears Stephanie like she fears Leanne for some ungodly reason. But, I mean, I wrote down, like, what is the difference between making racial comments and being a racist? Personally, I I don't see there being a difference. I think if you're very willing to throw those comments out there, you're racist. Or you have some sort of, you know, unconscious bias that you maybe need to take a deeper look at. And I, I um, just want to say that unconscious bias is also racism. I'm not, when I use yeah, that yeah, term, yeah. I'm not like explaining right. Leanne's actions away. No, no. Uh, I'm just saying I think there's two, there's different things going on. Like She's definitely right. a racist um, in my mind. But I think yeah. there's different elements behind what that is. Well, and I think she could have taken this moment and been like, you know what? I didn't think that's racist. It obviously is. I need to take a look at that. Like, she could have handled it in so many different ways. But in my opinion, I feel like she's only sorry because it aired and there's social backlash. A hundred percent agree. She's one of those kids that got caught with a hand in the fucking cookie jar and the racist cookie jar. And (laughs) and that's why she's that's why she apologized. That's why she cried. That's why. Right. You know, and then we see her to finish off right in the dressing room, just five seconds. And it seems like, why did they include that? But they included that because she left hysterical by the time she's in the dressing room. She's like, that was gone. It felt disingenuous. 100%. So I think we can end there. Those are our thoughts on the uh, Real Housewives of Dallas reunion. Um, These ladies are always up for a good chat. I, it's one of my uh, favorites. I love the Dallas yeah. girls. Yeah, and I think it's vastly growing in popularity. So I think we're definitely going to see all these ladies next season. Hopefully some of them will come back a little bit smarter. Um, yeah, you have anything to say? Uh, just that I hope that you all have a great week. We're going to be back on Friday. Uh, yes. With I'd love to be able to ream off the list of shows that we're going to do. But you know what? It's Monday. We're tired and you know what we're going to be watching. We'll be back on Friday <laughs> with whatever game we bring. And you'll love it. That's right. I promise. You guys have a good one. Take care. Please subscribe, rate and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.